0: Everybody, and welcome back to Wellness Talks. My name is Todd Schrink and I'm here with Darlene Derezo, uh, a, a local therapist. and We've crossed paths many, many times.
1: We literally crossed paths running the uh, Gansett 5K. Not, not Gansett, That's what right. was it? The Gatsby, the Gatsby 5K.
0: That's right, yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were out there as well. So we, we try to walk our talk uh, as, as clinicians and we're telling people maybe physical activity should be part of your life and i definitely think that that's true and apparently we mm-hmm. both do cuz we running into each other that's a great race it was it was too bad they did a technically,
1: um, you ran pa- technically i think you ran past me
0: <laughs> doesn't matter you know we were out nope.
1: there yeah
0: and yep. they didn't do it they they did a um unofficial run this past year
1: Oh, did you engage
0: yes oh yeah there was oh, a fun there was a group here I can't remember what they're called, but they're like the turtles or something to that effect, the the Gatsby turtles or, and a friend of mine's part of that group is like, we're running it anyways. And I was like, oh, I'm there. Yeah, because you can't get much more socially distanced and whatever, you know, at the very beginning, you got your your masks up over your face, but as soon as Uh everybody's running, everything came down and it almost felt normal. Just, I think maybe one tenth of the people and there were quite a few people who did show up. And what was nice, too, is there was a bunch of people that were out cheering us on, even though it wasn't the, the same full-fledged Gatsby Day parade.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But no, definitely, yes, we definitely crossed paths.
1: Oh, I wish I had known that. I would have joined you.
0: Well, uh, if it, if it happens up. again this year, which may very well be the case, mm-hmm. then I'll I will send make sure I send out any, um, I'll just send you a message. Like, hey, come on.
1: Yeah. Now, mm-hmm.
0: where are you located again? You're not
1: actually. I'm on, I'm on the east side. I'm right in Whalen Square.
0: Whalen. Okay. So you're not. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if you were in the same building as I, because that building is so big. Sometimes I'll be meeting somebody or talking to somebody, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm at One Richmond Square," and I was like, "Really? All right." And then, what was your? Just so viewers will know, what's what's the focus? What are? What do you? Who do you like to work with?
1: I work primarily with children and families. Um, I do a lot of trauma work. I do see adults individually as well, but I would say probably the bulk of my work is, um, anxiety, depression, trauma
0: with children and children. So
1: with children and with adults, but primarily with children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a large playroom and then I have a separate space that's dedicated to, um, adults. Which children will want to sit into? It's quiet. It's just a very different space. So I have two office spaces. Okay. One of the activities that I like to do with children is to have them draw a house. And at the foundation of the house, we talk about values. Yes.
0: You
1: know, and then um, supports like who supports you, who protects you, um, up the, at the top the of the house, house like. For the house. Yep. Um, so you've probably done the activity.
0: No, I'm just the DB- yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Um, up at the top of the house, the, um, is a little chimney. You know, we talk about how you blow off steam.
0: Oh, that's clever.
1: You know, um, and, uh, have them put a little sign in front of the house with what they're proud of and what they'd like others to, um, to know about them, the door, you know, what's hidden behind the door. What are you afraid to show others? So something that you said just reminded me of this activity. Well, not sure why I was going with that, but
0: I like that. It's, it's act has a similar metaphor of building a house mm-hmm. and that's, that's where my mind went. Okay. So yeah, you can see, cause part of it's like, well, what do you got hidden in that closet in the basement? What's, what's down in that basement? Yeah. So this or just because act uses a lot of values based direction to help people become more motivated and engaged. Despite what they may be experiencing in that present moment, like, are you willing to deal with this sense of unease if you know that you're moving in a direction that matters? So values work is absolutely essential. And even with kids, actually, I was working with a, a child what, two weeks ago, and he's like, "How do I prepare for becoming an adult?" What do you say? Oh, <laughs> he said something to that effect, and I was like, "Wow, that's a pretty big question coming from you know an eleven-year-old or something like that." a younger, mm-hmm. younger uh, young man and I was like well that's a great question and he, well first off what do you think you need to do And we played around mm-hmm. with that a little bit and I was like well and then so there are things that you admire about these people your teacher your mom your dad your siblings yep and I'm like so I would pay attention to that too
1: because mm-hmm.
0: it's the values it's the values that actually is going to lead you down the path that's your path Everybody's going to tell you different ways to get there. They're going to give you all kinds of tools, and you, that could be confusing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I find that to be the values of work is is a pretty big deal. And that exercise you were just describing sounds like that's already inside of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what other what other stuff do you use when you're working with children? Because that's actually I'm sure a good question to.
1: Tell. Yeah. So a lot of art. You know so a lot of art activities um yesterday i did a grief letter with a client who had lost someone close to them so had them write a letter to that person that they've lost um let's see oh a lot of glue todd a lot of glue in the office a lot of slime <laughs> so we'll do like feeling slime um and you know what color um does this emotion remind you of or what emotion would you assign a color to make up some slime we might add glitter to the slime or um, something like little beads or something and then that turns that piece of slime into a stress ball you know and we can talk about just squeezing the stress ball and you know creating some tension and then releasing and what that's like in your body Um, so a lot of a lot of glue and slime Um, this coming week every year I buy gingerbread man cookies right and I have the children decorate them and we talk about feelings in the body so again with with the icing they get to mix up different color icings and um, assign an emotion to each color decorate the gingerbread man accordingly like you know, red is anger and I feel anger in my hands. And so they will, yep, on the cookie right there. Um, Talk about the different sensations that happen in the body. You know, I have trouble breathing when I get angry. They'll put something there to represent that and talk about the sensation and then they get a little treat. So that's a favorite of mine. I do that every year.
0: That's great Um, because you're creating emotions to an actual sensation. So you're taking a, a mental cognition and you're connecting it to their body
1: at mm-hmm. a
0: young age, because it's always it always amazes me when I will ask an adult, so what shows up for you when you're telling me whatever it was you are telling me? What shows up for you in your body? And they'll just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's like, okay, well, we have to do a little, can you describe sensations? Well, I feel anxious. Like, Okay, yeah, but how do you know how do you know you're anxious? There's mm-hmm. gotta be a physical cue. And then they go, oh, um, I feel restricted in my throat. I'm like, so your throat's restriction, mm-hmm. you feel like restriction is closing, so there's pressure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And it sounds like that's very similar.
1: Yep, yep. And then from there, you know, I can say tell a time as well. So tell me a time you were angry, tell me a time you were happy, tell me a time you were sad, tell me a time you were frightened. And then possibly, Depending on the emotions that they pick. What's that?
0: And then possibly even a place. So do, a I'm place? curious when, when you're saying, hey, tell me a time, do you also go, hey, is there, you know, is there a specific place you are when this happened?
1: Oh, like a trigger? Yeah. Or, Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's another activity um, I love to do is I have a bunch of buttons, just collecting buttons. And then at the craft store, they actually have little um, gingerbread man um, and little silhouettes, you know. So we talk about what pushes your buttons, what are triggers. They get to glue the buttons on the um, the little candy uh, gingerbread man, where they have where they have buttons like triggers. Right. Uh, this week, this this week I play Candyland. So I took that the same concept. You know, there's five or six different colors on the board. What emotion reminds you of um, red, yellow, you know, green, you know, the different colors, orange. Um, and then when the child landed on that color, I gave them a choice. You know, you can tell me something that makes you feel happy or a time you were happy. So I'm empowering them by giving them a choice. You know, and of course we're practicing social skills and I'm co-regulating with them. I'm teaching them what it's like to, um, to empathize with someone. So if I lose the game, what do you think it's like for me? You know, or how do you think I feel um, when I win the game? Right. So there's a lot that happens in play therapy.
0: Well, and parents don't realize that's their role. I think some the parents,
1: co-regulation.
0: They don't quite get that the the co-regulation, the helping them to differentiate. It's it's, it's that the some parents like, oh, I'm so sorry. To tell me with your words. I'm like, yeah, but you're trying to get them to connect the sensation. The, and the emotion, which is a word, together, because that's mm-hmm. what we do. We, we, it's called relational frame. We're relating these these two things which don't really have a major connection. We're mm-hmm. actually trying to get them to see that, the, that that's what's going on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, part of what you, we had talked about last week, of like what we would even talk about today would be, what are some tips for parents?
1: Parent, it's for parents, it's really important that they take a moment for themselves and kind of check in and notice what's happening for them when their child is struggling, right? So that they can then respond to the child rather than react, right? So it's really important that parents just take a deep breath, notice what's happening for them and then respond to to their child. What do you think children tell me the most in regards to home life? Uh, What do you think they, they, they want? And what do you think they tell me the most? Attention. Validation. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Every day. I wish my parents spend more time with me. I wish they, they don't listen. And so what happens in the, the playroom is pretty much that I might have a parent take out their phone. You know, pa- phones are not allowed in the playroom. Right. Um, but parents might take out their phone and not realize that, well, they're participating in therapy too. Right. And this is a reflection of actually what's happening at home. Yeah. So I do a parent report card, you know, children will take out the construction paper and make a parent report card. And we'll talk about what areas we're going to grade our parents on. Right. And then we'll bring it to the parents, you know, sometimes the parents are right there in the room and we're talking about it. Right. And if it's, um, my parents don't listen and let's say they get a C, and re- reviewing, reviewing the report card, you know, I'm priming the parents, too. You know, I'm doing work with the parents separate from the child to teach them the skills to listen and how to respond. And inevitably, it's, what do you mean I don't listen? Of course I listen. <laughs> and all parents have to do is say, well, tell me more. Okay, so, so you're telling me I don't listen. Tell me more. What can I do better? That's it. You know,
0: well, and, and parents, parents,
1: parents, when, when parents take that, when parents taking that deep breath, it's okay. Do I do what's more important being right or the relationship? If they can just ask themselves that too, right? Cause we don't always have to be right.
0: what matters the most in the long mm-hmm. run with you and your child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think part of it too, is they don't even realize that yes, I can still hear. I'm on my phone. I can still hear what's going on. I'm still listening to them. But to the child, it's, they're not getting that moment of, you know, this, eye to eye, mm-hmm. face to face, I see you, you're part of my world right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that also speaks to the other point of, and I, and I would actually use something called stop. So I tell parents, I'm like, just remember to stop. If you, if you notice your child is getting in your space, maybe it's you. So stop, take a breath, you know, and then observe. So step back, take a breath, observe and then proceed with what matters right now, what matters right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, obviously there are some child children that are constantly seeking attention. And so that's a different story. But yeah, I think a lot of it would be, could possibly be curbed if the parents just said, I will be with you. I mean, I, I need to take care of one thing because now we're actually teaching them how to cope. We're teaching them that the world doesn't, doesn't necessarily flow around them. That's part of our job as well as parents. I, be, I will be with you as soon as I finish writing this. And then you better make sure that you take that phone done and set it down. Because I think that's mm-hmm. probably one of the biggest things I saw working with parents was inconsistency.
1: Yeah. Words and actions have to match in any relationship, really. I mean, that's what builds trust and security. Kids feel safe when they know that the parents are going to follow through. Well,
0: and this applies to couples.
1: Oh, yeah. I myself mm-hmm. saying
0: very, very similar things. I'm like, yeah, you guys are having um, a mismatch of communications, and I don't think you even realize you're doing it. So first off, you're not bad people because you miss this because this is these things have been designed to like you know stick to our heads and and pull us into it. So we got to keep that in mind. But in the couples back and forth, it's like, well, make sure you're present, make sure you're there, and that means also being aware of I'm really frustrated about what's happening at what work, but can I let that just sit over here? and you just observe it for a moment and then give my full attention because this is what matters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's I like the report card though because now you're taking something like that and you're making it tangible. You're, I love data, I don't know how, how you are, but I do like to track, I like, like journals, I do like um, applications where you have to go in and say, I did this, I didn't do this, those, th- those types of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, I, yep.
0: Or even in session, I have a giant whiteboard in in sessions so when people are saying something if i notice Mm -hmm. a phrase they keep saying i will get up and be like let's pause here and i'll write the phrase on the board and be like notice this phrase do you know how many times you've said that today
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i don't know once twice like no a dozen half a dozen Mm -hmm. this thought comes up a lot Mm -hmm. people are going to the the thought might be something like you know People are gonna people misunderstand me nobody understands me or, or working with the child nobody ever listens to me and I was like well let's play with that
1: mm-hmm. so
0: in your mind nobody ever listens to you notice you put ever in there so that's that's you know that's insisting that it's all the time is that true? let's play with that yeah. it, what could we do and then I think one of the things that you hit on which I loved is because um, I do this with adults a lot, can you remember the time and place when this happened? Now, if you, can you see yourself as that small version of you, that child version of you? And you're with that person, and you told me this is what they did. Now, mm-hmm. what can you as a child, what can the child do to ask for what he or she needs? What do you need?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I can pull it back into the now and be like, so now you're here with this child, and this, this child's asking you, the same question what can you do to fulfill that child's needs right now yeah. and you're actually you're hopefully cutting some of that off at the pass
1: yeah that reminds me of um, a float back exercise that I do too so that's part of the EMDR protocol all right so there's expressive art in the playroom there's a lot of toys um, a sand tray and then I also do EMDR so that float back works with um again finding sensations um noticing what you're saying about yourself like that negative cognition right and finding a place an earlier time in your life where you felt similar So sort of noticing the roots of that negative cognition and that sensation and then working with that
0: i find doing this podcast, this, this vlog, and, and getting to sit and, and actually listen and talk to other therapists and what they do. It's pretty amazing that we're, we all do the same thing. We're using mm-hmm.
1: tools, but we're really, really hitting at a lot of the same components. So
0: I hope that that's a takeaway for you is just like, hey, look at this. You know, so we're like we're sitting here validating each other and our approaches, but it's also just yeah,
1: like, so, yeah, so you get to see how I do the same thing with children.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, and you're giving me like two or three good ideas. I love, love the drawing the picture of a house. Mm That's a great one. I can, I think I'm going to use that next week.
1: Yeah, you you can also do it as a tree, right? So you have the roots, you have the trunk, you have the bark, which is protection. You have the, um, the leaves, the branches and the, the fruit, which would be like goals. You could probably have so creatures
0: know. too. Is there a bird's nest over here or a squirrel's nest? Yes,
1: yes. Well, that's another DBT activity, the um, house tree person activity. Okay. And then if there are little creatures living in the trees, what does that say? So that's something that you can uh, look up and incorporate. That's a great project well, for adults and adult we're children.
0: We're playing with metaphors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, that's how we as humans actually learn. Mm-hmm. A lot of the major, major ways that we take this thing and this thing and then we tie they get tied together, and you're like,
1: oh. Mm-hmm.
0: But unfortunately, yeah. we are out of time. This went by. Oh,
1: right. I know. So, you know, you don't get locked up in the playroom, in, in your office. So I, I was handcuffed recently in the playroom. There's oh. a lot of other fun stuff that happens in the playroom. Yes. Yes.
0: Somebody h- hooks you up, or is that the little plastic handcuffs?
1: I, I have handcuffs. Yep. Yep. So, yep. A child told me I was under arrest.
0: <laughs> and you let them play or go with that.
1: Absolutely. And well, that's another thing too, before we wrap up. So I also teach, child, uh, teach adults how to play with their children and how to follow their lead in play. So the parent becomes a therapist at home.
0: Well, if you could give parents one, one thing to play with, That would be like probably when I I wish all parents knew this. What would it be?
1: Okay. So, so taking that deep breath, right. Wanting to respond rather than react and saying, I understand. Tell me more. You know, there was a time I was angry once. There was a time I was sad once, you know, and then just use a developmentally appropriate example.
0: Pausing and then drawing a metaphor for the child.
1: That's appropriate
0: to their age. Yes. Great and and stuff like this right now because part of what this is out here I'm really pushing this is because COVID is definitely testing a lot of parents' um, patients especially when they're not in school and they're at home and they're on top of each other. So I really appreciate you taking some time today to to go on video which I know is not always the easiest thing to do and um, to get this information out there. So, and, and I, my hope
1: pleasure. That back soon. yeah, my pleasure. I'd like to follow up with, um, what parents can do and what we're seeing yeah, you actually, know, at home since, you know, we're, 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 we're going into people's homes now, virtually.
0: That's very true.
1: You know, so, so uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be part two.
0: I think that will be a great topic. Hey wellness top viewers. Hope you liked what you saw here. If you did, be sure that you subscribe right here. And of course you can also follow up either here or here for other videos again make sure that you subscribe and hit the bell in order to get notifications of new material